Welcome everyone to the Mindset Podcast, where each episode we explore how embracing adversity can help lead to positive change. A little over six years ago, I got sober from alcohol and drug addiction, and what I learned during that period of time was how the biggest or smallest challenges in my life paved the way for the most positive and enriching period of growth and learning I've ever experienced. FRP is a people-focused firm, both with our excellent teams internally and the clients we work with day to day. Like many other professional service firms, we give particular attention to delivering the best advice for people under what can often be extremely stressful situations. So it follows, spending the time understanding how we can learn and grow from any periods of adversity we face will also see us evolve and grow as individuals and better serve our clients. This podcast aims to provide inspiration for others trying to progress in their careers, help professionals feel less isolated on their journey, and to debunk the myth that we all have to be all right all of the time. Most importantly, we want to walk the walk of change and integrity with the experience of others who have walked the path before us. Challenges can be used for good. I absolutely believe this fact. I hope you enjoy. Thank you for being the first first person to, to come on the podcast and supporting us in, in kind of launching it um i guess in terms of background as to to what you're doing at the moment so as we just talked about you're at Passel, mm-hmm. you're a vp there in terms mm-hmm. of looking at sales yeah you've recently correct. moved to dc to try and pick up things in the states yep. um anything you would add to that in terms of what you're currently doing what you're looking at and what your day-to-day is josh um probably not a huge amount you know just very fortunate that you know, as we'll, we'll get into during the conversation, you know, my background was, was sport and that all came to an end fairly suddenly. And you then move into something entirely different. And it's taken me on this journey where I'm now here. Well, I say here, I'm here in London at the moment, but mm. over in D.C. experiencing something entirely new. And it's, it's an amazing opportunity and, and, and fundamentally something that I, I really love. Um, so, yeah, really lucky to be working at, at Passel in, in that position and dealing with great people both internally and externally. So, yeah, it's been a cool journey so far. Awesome. So, as we've talked about, the whole concept is overcoming challenges, looking mm. at growth. So, I guess a, a, an interesting starting point is perhaps you can share some of what your challenge has been and your main kind of learnings that have derived from that. That's quite yeah, yeah. a broad question, but effectively a, 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 a kind of version of the journey. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I guess kind of for context for it all to start to make a little bit of sense, I was really fortunate that um, after graduating university, went on to play professional rugby, yeah. um, did that for around about five years. And, you know, as you can imagine, it was the most incredible experience, you know, something you kind of dream of doing as a, as a young boy. and you go up and you know all of a sudden realize that that journey may end up reaching kind of I suppose the pinnacle of professional sport and, and it did and it was incredible but then it all kind of came to an end um through injury sadly I had to retire due to concussion and then all of a sudden your world's flipped upside down everything that you know and you love just sort of disappears overnight mm. um so then you kind of go on this journey of like where am I going what am I doing um and that's been really really interesting for me and I think the big takeaway from it um was that you know if i consider to where i've got to now is that there is i suppose there's a path set out for you i'm a big believer in sort of that sort of manifestation and positivity and actually there there are things that happen for a reason you don't necessarily understand why they happen Hmm. um with all of that i think you can maybe sort of guide that path but you definitely can't control it Hmm. and i think that's what i've really taken away from, from from that journey to getting to where i am now and so does that translate in your day-to-day life now with a a new tool or a new skill that enables you to hold things a bit more loosely or enable things to 
So, for example, when I look at what causes me kind of friction in my day-to-day life or in my career, often it's the need to control things, Mm. people. Why aren't outcomes coming the way I want Mm. them to come? And then how can I respond better and not react? You know, and I wonder if you're uh, to your point around there's a path there and you get to control some things on the way. Do you feel like that that's something that's stayed with you in what you're doing now? Or do you feel like that's just enabled you to put that journey to peace so you're not sort of living in resentment over not being able to play sport? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think the reality of all of that is that I'll never, I don't think I ever truly get over the fact that it all came to an end. you know, as I kind of mentioned there, it's everything you know and you love and not that you should ever define yourself by anything, but like I was Ali the rugby guy, like that's how mm. my family knew me, that's how my friends knew me, and then it's gone. And all of a sudden you're kind of in the wilderness going, what am I doing, where am I going, who am I? Um, and it's kind of working out what can you what can you do moving forward to make sure that that's right. So are there tools that I've been able to sort of pick up along the way? I don't necessarily know if there there kind of were but I do think like one of the things for me was was having that really positive mindset uh, initially kind of helped me to just move forward with everything and actually start to plan out what are the next steps going to look like and then around that and I'm sure there's something you've considered but that you start sort of thinking about some of that goal setting and those sorts of things and how can I do this moving forward and what's the next step on that journey so yeah those are probably two of the two of the big things that that helped me along moving through that transitional period i suppose yeah, yeah yeah and the was it wasps you played for yeah yeah five years at Wasps. not five i wish it was five years oh, at right. wasps um i was actually in their academy growing up sadly didn't get the contract went off to university and then um yeah ended up signing professionally for, for plymouth albion in the championship and kind of went on the journey from there but my final year was playing at wasps um, okay so that was that a bit of a full circle moment it was a full circle moment they're the team that my family and I had always supported, you know, right. I used to go down to um, Adams Park at West Wickham, watching them play, you know, Lawrence Delalio, James yeah, Haskell, yeah, yeah. these are the guys you're kind of like, wow, look at them play. Um, and they're heroes. And, you know, it, James Haskell, Danny Cipriani, these, these guys were coming through early on. And then on that full circle moment, I ended up finishing my career being involved with Wasp when they went to the Prem final against Exeter. I say like the likes of Danny Cipriani was back at the club, James Haskell. Mm. And like to be in and around that environment was absolutely incredible. Like I was never the starter. I just was fortunate enough to be a part of something that I suppose on a personal level meant a huge amount. But um, in terms of, I suppose, career, it was it was a huge achievement and something that, you know, can't be be taken away from you. Um, and, and how old were you when you played your last game? 27, 28, around then. So kind of in many ways going into my, my prime yeah. and I would have hoped to have had many more years playing um, and that's why I think on that whole idea of I don't know if I ever fully get over the fact that it got taken away from me because you can't control that moment no. um, and I think probably most people in any career but particularly sports think that they're going to kind of play out that final game the last hurrah and mm. they know what the next steps are going to be and for me it just went and it was gone and you're kind of working out what those next steps would be and you have the whole emotional element of it as well and like I would you know I've been really lucky that I've lived a fairly fortunate and privileged life but it was I guess a form of grief and something that was really tricky to kind of come to terms with that, um, that that's not you yeah. anymore and and do you mind me asking what 
you know what the injury did you when you got in what the injury was and when you got injured did you have a feeling where you like this isn't you know this isn't going to be good for me or was it a delayed piece of news that you then kind of you know when when did the hope of playing kind of get removed I guess um I think what was happening is I was getting these issues with the concussion outside of rugby like I hadn't right. had a concussion and I was getting all of these sort of concussive symptoms. I mean, if you look at the list of what they are, it's, you know, an A4 piece of paper sort of worth. But, you know, it was things like just not feeling right, headaches, sensitivity sort of to noise and light, sort of generally feeling a little bit unwell. Mm. And I think with all of that, you're going, right, well, I haven't had a concussion. Why is this all happening? So I went along to see the specialist who I'd seen a couple of times from, from other head knocks. And he was like, look, basically what's happening is you're brain is giving you a full warning as to what's to come um it might be a little knock tomorrow it could be a big knock in a couple of weeks time i can't give you sort of a definitive answer on that however if you don't stop playing you end up having permanent issues um and very sadly i do know one or two guys who have been through that um and it's it's devastating i know the reality is that there are probably a few things that i notice now and i imagine as you sort of deteriorate, <laughs> deteriorate with old age that a few other things will Affection, crop in, but right. ultimately I'm able to lead and live a life that I absolutely love. Um, it's just without the sport. And and when you were going through that period of sort of seeing doctors and the reality of, of you not being able to play start to sink in, was it was it, did it feel like a grieving process for you in terms of, you know, did you get emotional and angry? Mm. And then, you know, how did that play out? And, and, and what would you say was the the first time that you realized you were starting to accept mm. the outcome I, I think going into the initial conversation with the um the professor the consultant i i knew i had a feeling it would go the way that it went so i think i kind of prepared myself for it um then off the back of that i, I think it's i'll be honest it just set in immediately right i remember just sitting in my car pretty sort of emotionless almost like just mm. devoid of I just couldn't really process things and then you know give it another 24 hours or even when I think I maybe got home and then I just started bawling my eyes out whenever you start to think about the fact mm. that actually the thing that you love and you've done since you were like a wee whippersnapper running around mm. the field playing like grassroots stuff it was like yeah that 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 moment's completely gone and you're it really did set in as as I guess a form of, of grief of like a loss yeah. of something that was so close to you and as I say not you should ever define yourself by something but I was Ali the rugby guy as I said earlier and it's like wow okay now this is gone what on earth am I what on earth am I going to do um, and I remember standing in front of you know a group of you know guys and, and uh, essentially colleagues like players and I was crying delivering the news and you know and that's when people start to obviously rally around you but yeah. it is all a, a personal journey of kind of overcoming everything I suppose and and how long do you think it was that you were in that period of acceptance before you felt light enough to go, okay, what's next? I think it took a little while, to be perfectly honest. I think you initially are thinking, what am I like? What am I going to do with myself? Like, yes, I've had an education, I've done this professional sports. What? And I think the thing with with sport as well is you're always moving on to the next thing. You're always trying to attain the next thing, and all yeah. of a sudden that's gone. So you're like, okay, I need to set this goal of what the next thing is going to look like, what it's going to be. But you're, you really are in the wilderness. Um, 
and I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like I'd study sport management at university because I thought, you know, sort of business sport would be very interesting. I was lucky to have done the sport itself. And then I was like, well, I don't know whether that's what I want to go into. So what direction is is life now going to lead? And mm. I, I do think it probably took, in reality, maybe three, four, even six months for me to actually mm. be like, okay, life really now needs to kick on. I, I need a job. Yes. I need to be doing something yeah. that's entirely different. Um, and I can't just keep living... I, I was in a rut, really, if I'm being perfectly honest. Of course. Like, and and yeah. if, I, if you look back at the time, like I never did it or anything like that, but I'm sure if I went and spoke to, you know, be it a psychologist, a doctor or someone and explained maybe the what I was feeling, what I was going through, they probably would have been like, yeah, you, you know, you're suffering probably from some form of depression at the time. Yeah. Despite that positive mindset, you're a bit like... You're just lost. You're well, exactly, lost. yeah, yeah. And the reality of life, of course, is when you're going through something for the first time, and especially in your case, you're talking about sport, high-level, elite level of sport, you're socialised into the world as a sportsman. Mm. That's who you are, as you're saying. Your fr let's be honest, a lot of your friendship group would be based around your sports relationships. Mm -hmm. A lot of the respect you would have received and felt would have been based around, you know, and then all of a sudden that's gone. It's like, well, pff, you know, I, I mean, it would have taken some people a number of years, I'm sure, to get mm. over because, mm. you know, it's really, really difficult. Um, so it makes perfect sense what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and I guess what's the... So I, I think with, with that, I think that's really quite kind of insightful as to the, the, the journey in, you know, and the, the low point, the kind of rock bottom, if you like, of mm. that experience, mm. you know, afterwards and being devastated and the fact that it kicked in quite quickly there's the kind of light of some people rallying around you yeah, and then there's the bit of you just working through the emotion because we're human we don't get to skip that bit mm -hmm. we unfortunately mm -hmm. have to go through it before we can so and then i guess what would you say was the the start of the beginning the start of the new chapter is there, was there anything that was a catalyst or that you went okay this, I'm now off in this direction. Yeah. I moved, you know, you felt like you've moved forward. I think maybe like the one thing I wanted to pick up on before answering that was like your element of like hitting that rock bottom is that I mentioned it earlier, but I do think there's an element that it sort of stays with you. Mm. And it's interesting, actually, I was, I was at a wedding over the weekend and a good friend of mine who was there, he, he actually went through a similar-ish process to me. He had played professional rugby and it kind of came to an end and he's had one or two other things um, happen in his life recently that have been quite hard. And you're there you know having having a deep kind of conversation and, and, and he kind of opened up he was like i just i'll be honest he's like i've never admitted this to anyone but like i've never never been able to let go of the rugby and i think it mm. still holds me and i was like i completely agree with you you know it's three four years on now and it still sits there in your mind like you see players that you played with kicking on doing really well and or you want to go and play sort of national one national two whatever it is local rugby and you know that you can't do it so i do think that you know, despite moving forward in life and so much coming from it, um, it always kind of sits there in, in the background. And what you're saying is, of course, so true because it forms a new part of your identity and, yeah. it, actually, and it actually goes back to the point we were discussing before about there's a choice there. Yeah. And, and the choice is like, okay, well, how can I move past the sense of resentment or self-pity, which in, invariably is going to stay mm, with you because mm, mm. it's unfair. It's completely yeah. unfair. You know, you've landed back at WASP after going on that journey you're about to hit your peak and it's like, what do you mean I can't play anymore? Yeah. You know, and then how am I going to just accept that? Um, but, and then it's a, a case of going and actually 
for example, that conversation, you would have been the only person in that room that would have been able to have the conversation with the person you were having it with mm -hmm. and probably quite helpful for the person mm -hmm. you were having mm -hmm. it with. Mm -hmm. So that's where it gets harnessed for good, if you like. It's funny because he said that. He's like, no one else here, like, despite being really close friends, are able to have this conversation like no one's done what we've done and it's mm. like yeah it is it's you know we're very fortunate to be in a very small percentage who did it and yeah then go through what you did and people do rally around you and they support you obviously you've got family you've got friends and all those sorts of things and actually how did i go from basically being in the wilderness and i, I was i was just like applying for jobs blindly thinking like right what are the things that i like i like people i like being able to engage with them i want something that's going to stimulate me intellectually like mm. let's just fire out the CV to jobs that seem like they're relationship-based jobs. Yeah, yeah. And I just had no idea where I was going. And then I was really lucky that a very good family friend of ours um, actually turned around to my mum and was like, look, I've sort of seen what's happening with Ali. would love to actually sit down with him and have a bit of a conversation. Um, so I came into Leithway, had a couple of sort of what I thought were just conversations. Reality is they were probably sort of interviews. Yes, yeah. Um, had some great conversations there and then they, they offered me a role. Um, and that was a turning point. That was a suddenly like, oh, okay. Like I've been one pulled out of this rut and two stuff that I am talking about has clearly resonated with people in the sense of, and I'm sure we'll come onto it. Like there's so much that you get from sport that you can actually give mm. into the world, be that both personally, but actually in a professional sense, there's loads of transferable skills. And I think cause I sat down maybe in some of that time and tried to work some of that out. I was able to put that across in an articulate manner and that's been well received. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, I've got a job offer in City. Mm. Like, that's cool. Now I'm yeah. moving on to the next thing. And all yeah. of a sudden, that kind of maybe the weight's been on your shoulders does start to dissipate more because you're like, okay, the next step is here, that next goal, yes. which was get a job, yeah. has been, ach been achieved. So now onwards and upwards. Yes, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot to be said for... Um, in uh, from my experience and the people I know often we refer to it as smart feet you mm. know don't don't think just take the action you know yeah. with action comes change and again much easier said than done but of course what happens is there's like a new data point that new data point is you're sat having a conversation with someone and then you walk away feeling validated mm -hmm. and accepted mm -hmm. and then it's like well actually I've got another skill set here that I can use and harness, which I didn't actually know I had until I sat myself in front of this person and had the conversation. And then you're walking home with different mm -hmm. data in your head, you know, 100%. but you don't know that until you've used your feet to yeah, take 100%. the action, you know, and that's what's so interesting about it. And and I guess on that, what, what would you say were your biggest fears during that three, four, five month period when you're trying to think about moving on to the next thing and perhaps more interestingly, did any of those fears actually become true for you? It's a great question. I, <laughs> the reality, like, it's, it's amazing doing the professional sport, and but unlike everyone else who goes through, I did the university because my dad was always like, you know, you've had a good education, make the most of it, mm. you never know what's going to happen, which is obviously slightly ironic that yes. it ended up going the way that it did. But, you know, the typical processes you finish university if you've gone through university or you finish school and you start work and at that point you are on the reality is a corporate ladder and you're starting to move up and move forward and all of this whereas in the sport you're moving forward in that but you're not moving forward in like a career yeah. aspect yeah, if yeah. that makes any sense because it's such a world course, away yeah, yeah, yeah. so my big things that i was really worried about was like how far behind am i like i'm essentially 27 28 mm 
everyone else is either you know somewhere probably between the ages of 18 and 21 starting those first jobs so yeah. they've got five six years on ahead of me um will i actually be able to make any form of success for myself like how am i going to be able to do that um and also as you said about that data point of validation it was like what do i actually have to offer mm. um and i i i was lucky as i kind of i suppose finally had that interview you sit down you go right what is there that i can offer and that's where that whole idea of going bloody hell there's loads of really good transferable skills here i just need to work out how i can articulate that but mm. there were yeah genuine fears of like am i going to be able to how far behind everyone am i going to be and like will i ever like make a success of myself am i going to be basically validated in in it and those were real and they sat with me and they probably sat with me when I first got into the work as well. Yeah. Um, have any of them come true? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. I think there's still an element at times <clears throat> of like that imposter syndrome um, where you're like, oh, like even if things are kind of going well around you, you're like, well, I've lost one thing before, I could lose it again. Yeah. Or like, I, I, is this all kind of, it's not, is it real? But I can't believe that I kind of, it's moving in the way that it is after everything that I went through. Um, but I think the main thing is that, yeah, you, you, the reality is you're always going to have those fears, but the nice thing is that they haven't, they haven't really materialized quite in the same way that you might expect. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, <clears throat> I think it's a huge lesson, like for all of us really, in terms of when we're looking at how we can move forward or evolve in any manner. And actually there's an argument, not even an argument, a, 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 a kind of fact based theory around we're in our optimum kind of growth stage mm. when we're moving into that fear that that, mm. that slight uncomfortableness mm. and again you can use it in a sports analogy where if you're training at the gym you know when you're in that top five percent mm. that's mm -hmm. where your cardio is improving or your your strength um and it's the same for career and life i think and and what's interesting is as you've just said and i'm sure if you ask this question of 50 other people the answer would be my fears were x but none of them came true because yeah. it's all self-centered you know it's all in the mind right and it's um and, and i think the reason that's a really useful thing to hear is because it removes some of the impact that fear can have mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then of course because we're human imposter syndrome mm. massively you know i still get that all the time you know i sit there and i think you know you know these people think i'm an adult because i don't feel <laughs> yeah, like yeah, an adult yeah. you know it's yeah, like yeah. but that's part of the um, part of the process i guess and um yeah, it's. Um, I, I think that's really interesting. It, it it doesn't remove the challenge from my experience. I think the, as you've alluded to, the fears yeah. kick back in in different mm -hmm, formats, mm -hmm. and then there's different ways to kind of approach it, I guess. And actually, that leads nicely on to the next question, which was around you know when you look back at what you've learned during that period of time. You know, what would you say are some of the big things that you've you apply to your life today, and yeah, and, and, and that have helped you and perhaps helped others that mm -hmm, you find yourself mm -hmm, being mm -hmm, abused to mm -hmm. others as a result as well yes it's really interesting actually it's going to be probably like a bit of a boring answer because it's quite like pragmatic in yeah, terms yeah, of well, what it is but like yeah there are I, I mentioned it before but there's like these great transferable skills that you get through playing professional sport and that you can use elsewhere mm. and like i think if i take the the first one because it became I suppose quite evident to me when I first landed at, at Leithwaite was the ability to, I suppose, it's not just deal with people, but have conversations with people in a slightly different manner. You know, when you're playing professional sport, you have the opportunity to 
you know, engage with some, I suppose, fairly senior individuals, whether that's people involved with the club or you've got sponsors or just people coming to do corporate stuff and you have those great conversations. But you're also talking to guys on a day-to-day basis who have either got different backgrounds to you, people respond to things in a different way. Mm. And I remember when I first got to Leithwaite, some of the kind of other, what was I, an associate or whatever, associates, you know, senior associates being like, oh, you know, I can't believe you speak to the partner's a bit like they're your friend. I'm like, well, yeah, but they're just like another human being. Like, mm. Obviously, you want to be conscious of the fact that they are the senior partner and they have this role and there's that corporate element and all of that. But equally, they are just another person. And you can yeah, sit yeah. there and you can talk to them about the sport on the weekend or the theatre that they went to see last night or, you know, what their daughter's doing this weekend. Like, you can have those normal conversations and not have the fear of it. So I think that was one thing that kind of really resonated. But then when you start to, like, break it down, leadership is one that, like, I've never necessarily considered myself a leader, but that is something that you just naturally learn huge amounts about when you're playing sport, just mm-hmm. because you see how what's good from a leadership perspective, but you also learn to do with it yourself. Like you learn that actually some people are very happy for you to be very direct to them and that communication style. Other people, they need that kind of handholding, you know, being a little bit more soft, I suppose, around it. And that, again, really translates into the working place and again if I, I think about that I remember listening to Benjamin Kayser I don't know if you know who he is but he used to play professional rugby uh, for Leicester in France and he did his MBA at Oxford and he was on a podcast and he was talking about you know what a great experience that's been but he spoke about that you know they had a whole module on leadership and he was like I can't believe people pay money for this like right. the amount that I already knew getting yeah. into this when it's suddenly broken down into an academic way um, that coachability the, the ability to adapt yeah. you know uh, pressure, being able to deal with pressure, you find loads of coping me- coping mechanisms that you yeah. can then take into the workplace. Um, I think that whole idea of like team first, being able to understand like how to make the most. You know, you can have a couple of great individuals, but you're never greater than the sum of your parts, and that's what makes for success. And that's mm. no different to business. Mm. Um, and I think like, another thing would be like, honesty. Um, one of the things that struck me is how people aren't always honest in the business place i think in various <laughs> yeah, different lights exactly, be that yeah. be that your colleagues yeah. or obviously clients and prospects and all these sorts of, of course, things yeah. and actually you're much better off putting your hand up and going either i got it wrong or mm. like this is what my thoughts are than yeah. than harboring those thoughts so yeah there was there were loads there that i say you i could probably go on and on about it but it's one of the topics that i quite enjoy talking about i you know got into enjoying doing some mentoring and helping people in different lights and you know if I ever talk to anyone who's done professional sport and considering what are the next things that's one of the things I'll sit down and break down is like right this is what you did and this is how you translate it into a business aspect like and that's how you can articulate it so that people understand why leadership on the field translates to leadership here or coachability or coping mechanisms through pressure and these sorts of things like it all it all resonates um it's just a question of articulating it the right way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the irony of it is actually you'll be far better placed than the majority of the workforce at the start of your career when you did mm. start your new career with all of those things because there's so much that is learned there. And po- possibly one of the biggest things I would argue is um, is that teamwork. You know, oh. the, the, the ability to, to understand, and I'm still fascinated by it all the time now, and actually I use it, um, uh, and when I say I use it, what I'm referring to is like the sports analogy of a team working together mm-hmm. to better improve my performance in my role as a director mm-hmm. here, you know, mm-hmm. because 
it's so easy to say, for example, your point around dishonesty. Well, often that derives from a requirement to want to press forward yourself or some kind of fear around mm -hmm, something. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to to um, stay looking after oneself rather than the bigger picture. Yeah. And I think where like I feel super inspired is listening to certain sports teams who are in their kind of flow state or in their gelling mm -hmm, period. You know, mm -hmm. usually it's, uh, like if I look at football, usually whoever wins the Premier League, they go through a period of cohesion. Yep. And you can tell by the way they talk about each other, they're a team. You know, they, 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 if there's one person who's not performing for a particular period of time, they're not really talking about themselves, they're still talking about the team because they're so as a group. And that's a really powerful thing, of course it is, you know, and, and applying that to the work world mm -hmm. is a huge challenge. And again, it's, well, it's its own separate industry, really, isn't it? You know, people make, so I suspect there's a lot there that naturally meant that you, you, you took off. And, and <clears throat> would you say there were <clears throat> things that you, there were traits that you kind of took from that three, four month low period and then the transitioning back you know, were there tools, were there, were there new skills, were there things that you've carried forward, which you think, you know what, I'm really grateful I actually had that experience now because it means that I can do X, Y, or Z. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the big thing for me, and I, I mentioned it earlier a little bit, was the positive mindset. I think being able to look at things in a positive light makes everything so much better. And I think it's so easy in today's age to like find yourself bogged down with various different negative thoughts and you know social media can be an absolute killer and all of these sorts of different things but actually by looking at things in a very positive light and taking the positive spin on things it just helps you to sort of see see the light so to speak mm. and therefore you can kind of do that moving forward and you know if I, I look at what I'm doing now like you know I'm in a sales role which is you know, I guess actually probably very good for, for somebody who's done sport because ultimately it's quite competitive in terms of you can be yep. very competitive with yourself and there's an element of competition around those around you. But it's still about being positive. You know, things might look like they're going slightly sideways, but what's the positives that you can take from this? Or what are the learnings? Um, and, you know, I'm sure that, I don't know how much you're going to share around, around your story, but I'm sure if you consider everything that you went through and you really did hit a rock bottom, that if you look at it in a different light, that there's probably some positives that have come from it that you implement now, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd say, I'd say, you know, ironically that it was all positive, you know, yeah. in, in many ways, because, um, you know, I, I read something the other day, actually, where I can't remember who it was that, that, that quoted it, but it said, you, the, the quote had said something like, I'm convinced every person needs to be stripped of everything before they truly find mm, themselves, mm, you know, and mm. that's, that's not new, that, that kind of analogy, but it, but it's very true, and in my situation, that that was definitely the case because it, and and again, it's comparable to to yours because they're relative in terms of that sense of low. But what we don't know at the time, when we're in that time of crisis or particularly low point, where we may feel completely isolated and like we're the only mm -hmm. ones in the world going mm -hmm. through that, it's the start of the beginning. Mm -hmm. It's the start of something new that we otherwise would not have had. You know, that only occurs because of a, a, the result of the situation. Yeah. And then of course, when you move out of that, you go, wow, I'm really grateful for that. And in my case, it's enabled me to be the person I've always wanted to be, but wasn't able to be, you know. Um, and, the, and, it, and, it, and it kind of permeates into all aspects of my day-to-day -day life and, yeah, and, and business as well. So it's, um, it's a huge thing. And I suspect also in your situation, and I'm not saying you didn't carry humility before, but you would have got a greater sense of humility, a greater sense of, 
I am in, you know, penetrable. I am mm-hmm. flawed. Mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. someone who can't control outcome, as you've already discussed, which again makes you probably more malleable moving forward. Yeah. Which is a really key thing to to take. I agree, I, and I think it's so important to recognise like how fortunate you are to have experienced what you have, and actually, you say there's that humility to it of like, Christ, like, I went through something that I never thought I'd go through, and it was a really difficult period of my life, but you end up you know, coming out the other side in, in a really positive manner and being able to say, help that kick on as the new chapter. And I think the other thing like with um, something that I probably learned, I think it came more from sport, but then during that time of lost in the wilderness, so to speak, I probably recognized it and I use it now. And, you know, I'm sure if I spoke to a psychologist or a counselor, they might not say it's a good thing, but the idea of like compartmentalization, mm. because in sport like you're performing to you know go out on the weekend and play whoever it is so you have that week's build up to it do that and whatever the result you essentially box it away and move on to the next one yes you do the analysis and stuff but you know by Tuesday you're on to what the next game is Mm. and I think for me again like it when I look at it on like an emotional level and like what I do now is being able to recognize like there aren't always going to, you're not going to be, again, not going to be able to control everything. There are certain things that are going to happen, but it's kind of being able to box that away, understand that that sits here Mm. and move on to the next thing, but still being able to kind of come back to recognizing, okay, so that happened and what does that mean? Mm. Um, And I don't know whether that's something that you've ever, you've experienced because it it can be seen as a very negative as like, you should never box something away and Mm. all these sorts of things. But actually I personally find being able to kind of, park that and not necessarily put the emotional attachment to something or whatever it might be has been quite maybe beneficial in terms of the way that yeah, I approach yeah, it's, it, work. It, I think. Yeah, yeah, and I think it, <clears throat> it's interesting hearing you say that because it's not something I tend to do and, I, and it's something I tend to do the opposite, like how I've gotten yeah. better is is and how I stay well is to be open and, and connect. But having said that, there is definitely a, a place for what you're describing. Of course there is because... Mm ultimately you're functioning and the balance which is obviously always the key isn't it is the balancing bit it is um is as you say being able to compartmentalize some of those things but also visit them yeah exactly. to, to, to understand exactly. they don't so they're not weights around your ankles yeah, yeah, but they become you know actual more tools in the in the toolbox and definitely in terms of work i mean it's a whole skill set in its in itself to be able to navigate you know um especially with what we do we deal with lots of stakeholders you know Mm. lots of people Mm. who are emotional lots of people who are frustrated and being able to navigate people and emotions is a big part of what we do Um, and it's something I always give myself a really hard time for because I'm an emotional person I feel emotions Mm. so the ability to be able to go okay that's just that that person doesn't mean this personally and let's put that there back on the shelf and move on with my day is a huge thing and that's kind of what you're yeah, yeah. alluding to so it's definitely a skill set in itself do you, do you find you know I, I, you know with the nature of what you do you say there are people that some of their they'll be in the quite low low places you know the whole restructuring element etc and do you when you approach it do you kind of come with that open mindset of going i i am an emotional being i want to be able to have those proper conversations with people and do you do that and will you kind of almost park the work and have conversations with people that may be opening them up in a different way and using some of what you've been through for that from a work perspective or do you 
try and compartmentalize the two and actually yeah. go i'm just approaching this in a work sense yeah right yeah 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 and again i'm smiling because it's interesting whilst i've said i don't do it i off i definitely do do it actually without thinking yeah i think i think it's judged on the situation so how what's most helpful to the person at that time mm. is it actually they just want someone to deal with the situation and they don't want to pay homage or spend time to what's going on emotionally or is it that actually they need to have that human element and to have that touch point and um we always go out of our way to try and make it a personal experience, not a clinical yeah. one. Um, but there is definitely a time and a place to just be job at hand. Let's focus on that. But also go, look, this is clearly not a, a comfortable time. Oftentimes, um, what we're trying to achieve is make the best of a bad situation as well. Mm -hmm. So there can be a positive spin on it. Yeah, certainly. Um, so I guess in closing, is there anything you've got going on in your career and your life at the moment that's kind of the next step the next challenge and is there anything you're you're trying to implement to, to assist that or are you kind of in a in a in a positive space and and, yeah. and happy with what's going on it's interesting i mean i was thinking about this the other day i i, I like the idea of goal set goal setting i think it's really important to know what you're trying to strive to achieve mm. but i also think the reality is you can impact the day that you wake up i think you can have an impact there you can probably have an impact on that week maybe two weeks out but the reality is you can't control what's happening you know three four weeks down the line you kind of have to let life play its way out and that kind yeah. of comes back to what i was saying at the very start that there is going to be a path for you which there's elements of that that you can guide but yeah. you can't control it all so you know in terms of where i am at the moment i i i count myself as incredibly lucky i absolutely love the job that I have, which, you know, I never really expected would be the case. You know, I, if I'm being really honest, I never thought I would find something I love comparable to playing rugby. Wow. And what I do now, I genuinely wake up every day excited to go and do it. I yeah. get to, I've got some great colleagues. I interact with amazing people. I have autonomy around what I'm doing. It's fully plays into what I love, which is just meeting interesting people having great conversations mm. so like to i suppose to answer that question i i'm just enjoying the process i yeah. really am like living in the us it's an amazing experience and yeah, yeah. that alone i'm getting to you know drive the company forward i'm able to sort of drive myself forward and you know again it's that growth mindset which again is something that you probably pick up through sport as well but i think actually people get it in, in so many different lights it's just not recognizing don't necessarily recognize that they have a growth mindset and it's like the ability to take on new things and try new challenges mm. and see what there is and yeah it's been it's good like i feel like life's in a in a really it's nice nice, nice yeah. place uh, if i'm being perfectly honest yeah yeah it sounds like um you know there's another saying that take the next best step you know stop yeah. pause consider and then just take the next best step and, and and i often try and remind myself of that when my mind's going crazy and it's like well i want to do this this and this what's going to happen here here and here you can't control the ultimate outcome it's the future mm. why don't you just let go of that and go well, what's the next best move and yeah. the next best move could be something as simple as i'm going to go to the meeting and i'm going to turn up on yeah, time yeah, you know uh, but but what happens as a result of that is you're now where you are today compared to you know rewind four yeah. years ago after you just find out you can't play sport it's like well, you're not thinking you're going to be saying what you're saying, you know. And it's a very obvious thing to say, but it's a really important thing because it's a, a super useful tool which can be applied time and time again. And it's yeah, like, I didn't learn that until I was 31. You know, yeah. it's a really basic concept. It's like, how do you build a house? Yeah. You put one brick on first, you know, and then you, 
it's every, it is every step forward. And, yeah. I, and I have no doubt that in the conversations to follow that you'll have with people, that there'll be a commonality that probably after however many conversations that starts to come through. And a lot of that, I reckon, will, will come of that whole idea of almost like one, one step in front of the other, because mm -hmm. it is. And there's always that opportunity to move forward and the doors will open. And, yeah. you know, there, there is a great life to be led. Um, yeah. And, you know, I feel, as I say, I recognize I'm very, very lucky to be able to say that. But it certainly, you know, I haven't had, it hasn't been without its challenges. And I'm, I'm now where I am. And, yeah. you know, very, very happy and feel very privileged to be able to do that. Awesome. Great stuff.